I often find with writing that you need to, it's like when I, a crossword, you get the wrong answer, but it leads you to the right answer. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. when you're writing, when I'm writing long pieces particularly, I find that I have to somehow do too much and then pull it back and make it smaller and shorter. But it doesn't, I mean, I'm new to all this and I, you know, I only really started properly writing drama last year. But it is interesting that that thing about perspective, you need to you need to do a version, walk away from it. You know, do something completely different, then come back and have this fresh eye. I, that that science of not being able to see it without some distance, I think, is so interesting. Yeah, you sort of get blind to it. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you more fascinated, fascinated in a different way with what you're watching, both on stage and on screen. But also then, when you're sent a script, that you then have to find the muscles to perform. Yeah, yeah, you really appreciate. What's gone into it. Yeah, you appreciate the genius of, you know, some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I always knew as a performer that some scripts were easier to learn than others. And for me, that's always the mark of great writing is that it just goes in your head really easily and you can't wait to say it. And other stuff, I won't name names, but, you know, you just... it, It always felt tricky, like you were having to almost make extra bridges and leaps in your head in order to find a journey through speeches because they they weren't there for you. So we are on this week's episode of As the Actress Said to the Critic with me, the critic, Sarah Crompton. And me, the... Oh, what am I? I'm an actress, Nancy Carroll. (laughs) Actress, Nancy Carroll. But we're talking about... Oh, brain fart. (laughs) Sorry. We're talking about writing because, Yeah. um, yeah, it's been that kind of week. So I have been watching... Um, Succession, which, of course, is one of the great examples of television writing by Jesse Armstrong, who wrote it, I'm very glad to say, having walked across South London to Victoria. Um, So this marvellous American series all written in South London. Oh, was it? Yeah, Vicarious Pride. Oh, Um, interesting. And you have been, um, what have you been up to this week? Uh... Well, I, I've just been doing some filming. Yeah. But I can't really say what. No. But it's been really, it has been brilliant fun. And, and uh, it, yeah, it's the second series of something. So it really knows what it is. Yeah. And, that's and, it's, a, a and it's America. I mean, it's American like succession. Uh, yeah, like succession. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's lovely to walk onto a set that has found its feet and knows its rhythm and the crew all know each other and stuff. And that's just... It's it's very um, they're very welcoming and and it's yeah it's great it's great you know yeah. it's interesting too isn't it because I have been thinking I mean I have been obsessed with Succession like um, you know a lot of people and I mean I think it will go down in history as one of the great TV series and I cannot believe Nancy that you haven't watched it over the summer it I will know. be your homework well no I've I've watched. Uh, Quite a lot of series one. Right, okay. So you've got um, and it more. was really interesting because uh, talking to actors this week who have just finished series four. Right. Is that the where it finishes? Yeah, Is that finishes, the finale? That's it, the finale. Yeah. And we won't give any spoilers. But what what's fa- lots of things are fascinating. I mean, I think some of the writing is the best that I really ever remember hearing. There are lines that you just, as a writer, there are lines that you just think, 
oh my goodness, that's so extraordinary. Yeah. And and they land so perfectly and they are both dramatic lines and comic lines and a mixture of the two and that, that kind of um, pliancy in the writing, I think is amazing. But the other thing that has fascinated me, of course, is that it's, it is also about acting because you've got this amazing mixture of British stage actors yeah. like Brian Cox, Harriet Walter, Matthew McFadden, yeah, and then yeah. American method actors like Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin. Right. Um, and it, it, it's such, and there's something that's also fascinating. And because you've been filming, I thought it was a good moment to sort of say how, how different, is it to to be fil- you know on film as a, as opposed to on screen? Well, it's as really an actor. interesting. I think the, there is a very particular thing as well that when you work with writers or directors or a company of actors on the screen, and the writer's writing for you, right. that's an extraordinary thing. So I imagine not having got to series four of succession <laughs> but you will for my sins <laughs> that um that the the writer is writing for those actors yeah. and as a result you know the performances will get better and better and better and more and more nuanced and those storylines will be playing to the strengths of of all the relationships that have formed almost organically series. you yeah. know you've got all these different layers and and that, for example, Matthew McFadden, he has that extraordinary ability to sort of turn on a penny and be incredibly funny yeah. and goofy. And then, like, a millisecond later, be quite terrifying, Yeah, you know, yeah. in his seriousness. And for a writer to know that he can do that and then to start playing to that, yeah. you know, to allow the character to go to those places and... And give him the responsibility of flicking between those moods. But then it becomes the most extraordinary thing to watch because the audience will never be allowed to get ahead of you. And I think what's so interesting about the difference between television and theatre sometimes, and it's not always the case, and this is a massive generalisation, but you can achieve things on screen with very few words Right. Because of the intimacy of the camera and because of the nature of everything that you can create in it, you know, in that small frame that sometimes takes a little bit longer on a stage. You know, I've also seen uh, moments on stage that are, you know, nothing is said at all and that can be the most extraordinary thing. I I always remember, and I'm sure I've mentioned it before because it was... the most fascinating thing when Julian Bleach and Shockheaded Peter first appeared and yeah. said nothing for about five minutes, you know, and and but he just had the audience in the palm of his hand, and and he just arrived and stood there, yeah, and that by and so it's not it's not necessarily true that you can't achieve the same thing, but. More generally, a playwright will flesh out an idea right. on a stage that sometimes can be achieved with much less. With much less, and, you, yeah. and it is interesting when you come from a play and then you get handed a number of scenes to do on television and you think, well, I haven't got very much responsibility. But you turn up and the director and the writer and the producer and 
you know, they're all there. And those words had been poured over. Yeah. Yeah. They'd been through draft after draft after yeah. draft. They'd gone through audition processes and recalls and everything else. And when they, and the the nuance and detail and specificity of of that television script has had a journey that is not it's not nothing. And yeah, so yeah. it's important that so even though you think, Oh, well, I've only got a few lines or whatever. Yeah. You know, those lines have weight yeah. within a half hour episode or within a 40 minute episode or whatever, you know, and so it's it's different. It's it's a different balance. Yeah, it is true. And it is true that I mean, that is really interesting because I suppose I hadn't really thought about that. But in theatre, it is true that sort of secondary characters are secondary characters, yeah. you know, by and large. And even in um, contemporary plays, there are, you know, the. There are very, very few contemporary plays where a small character will have a big impact. They, yeah. you, you know, they, they might they might develop the plot, but in terms of, you know, their impact on the emotion or the the the, the sense of the thing. Whereas in television, yeah, you know, you can have hardly anything to do and just make such a massive um impact and you know the the uh, I, don't, I, won't, I promise to stop going on about succession no, 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 no. It's lovely. <laughs> but, but um the, you know that there are the, these these elders called the emperor penguins who are, are are meant to be the the board members and you know they actually don't have hardly anything yeah to say yeah but what they have to say is so honed and so brilliantly written and brilliantly acted that they become really major characters yes though their screen time compared to brian cox or uh, jeremy strong is very small it is absolutely riveting how different it is and i do think that one of the things that you are in danger of underestimating is how good some TV writing is because yeah. of the that kind of care. And I, because I've been obsessed, I have been watching, you know, Jesse Armstrong interviews and they, you know, these things they work on and they work on yeah. and they work on and they, you know, they've got writers on set offering extra lines and, and um, Lucy Preble gave an interview in which she said, you know, that, um, Somebody asked her because she's such a good playwright and she's made, you know, such a name for herself as a playwright. Yeah. And yet here she is as part of a team. Yeah. And so Tony wrote, she's going to rewrite her lines. And she said, there's nothing nicer than having somebody really make it even better. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. So that, I mean, that just doesn't happen. There was a sort of period in the experimental 70s was where there were the ideas of team writing, but the idea of honing something to that level of perfection. Yes. I, I think it's different, really. And 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 I do love telly. I mean, I really yeah. adore watching. I was actually, in terms of what I should choose to be in my life, I was think being a telecritic would actually be the dream job because you didn't have to leave home. Have you, you done Have you done television? I've done criticism? odd bits of television reviewing. When I worked at The Telegraph and people were away or whatever, I used to do it. And I always loved it. I mean, really? it was such a pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, because also, actually, you get to write about drama, but you also get to write about theatre and of course some of the best critical writing has been about television so I would say that um, Nancy Banks-Smith for The Guardian yeah and Clive James famously yeah, for, yeah, um, yeah. The Observer were just some of the best writers and they 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 had the luxury of using um an idea that had been given to them yes, about yes. television to spring off into something else kind of 
you know, another thought and there's kind of richness. And I actually think now there's some really good writing about television. I yeah. really enjoy reading the TV critics. Do you? And well, on film, I, I, I mean, I grew up with like Barry Norman and all yeah. those sorts of programmes. And, and I used to love, I mean, there are sort of quips and, and sort of bon mots, of course, but it come, it's based on a complete love and obsession with a medium. Yeah. You know, and, and being able to understand, you know, even now, you know, you think of directors like Spielberg or Tarantino or whatever, that, that you know, they are popular and incredibly famous yeah. and, you know, they have a bit of a Midas touch, but they, all their work pays homage to the directors that they grew up watching. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so there is an obsessional lineage that yeah. they all, you know, bow to one another and, yeah. and, and there are references within movies. And so when you get, a, you know, like when you write about theatre, you're able to understand, Bring, yeah. you know, what influenced directors or writers or designers or whatever, because you can see you have that those references to play with. And that's so exciting yeah. because it's it's the culture of adoring a medium and keeping it alive and yeah, and I mean that's the other thing this week that it's been can and um, so there's been some good writing on film, but um, also uh, Tarantino's next film is apparently about a film critic. Oh, really? So I think based on Pauline Kael, he says it isn't on her, but anyhow, that, so that's really interesting. And that because he, you're absolutely right, was an obsessive student of uh, of cinema, and so brings them together. Yeah, really somehow. I mean, I think I think like all of these things, like film and television and 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 theater and how they talk to each other equally i think the skills of performing on screen or on stage or on radio borrow from each other yeah. you're just sort of turning up the volume or volume down yeah. on various things i mean i can remember the first time i ever did a television um thing which was I don't know, back in 1876, I can't remember what it was, but it was, but it was, <laughs> I, 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 I remember thinking I'd done something really, really subtle. And they showed it to me. They said, actually, that needs to be quite smaller. I think I literally did a sort of prank fall <laughs> out of frame. That idea of the size of what yeah. you're doing yeah. and is, a, is a muscle that you have to sort of yeah. exercise. But once you realise what it is, you can then play with it. And I, I, it always amazes me on, when I do comedy on screen how big you can be and it still works because that's the medium you know that right you know the, the physical comedy does work but you need to know where the parameters are and that only comes with you know I suppose the luxury of experience but I suppose you you were saying that this film this week that the, the director said to you something much smaller yeah yeah what did he say he was it was great I mean yeah, well, initially I had to do I had to do this thing, and and I had to stand up very quickly. And I I'm always guilty of banging furniture. I I always get very excited by the idea of banging a chair or banging a table, and then realise it's completely over the top, and it's just me. Um, <laughs> I, this is such a name drop, but I I'll, I'll say it anyway. Which is years and years and years and years ago, I did a um a job with uh, Peter Hall. And it was a George Bernard Shaw play, and he he came up to me and he went, "You do like to bang the drum," <laughs> and and so now whenever I do anything, Joe's like, "Did you bang the drum?" <laughs> and I and anyway, I was doing this filming and I banged the table in my head. I was going, 
don't bang the drum. You don't yeah. you just stand up, do what it says in the script. Yeah. Um, but he just uh, he was very very sweet, and he was like, "Yeah, great, great, but just much smaller, much smaller." And then I, I did it, and it was fine, and he was right. and he was very happy. But it was. Do you like doing? Um, so as an actor, do you like doing film? And telly because you've done oh, a lot of yeah. it, obviously, yeah. with Father Brown, which you've also been filming this week. And you, yeah, I mean, what do you like doing it? I love it, I absolutely love it because it's, I think it's like anything, isn't it? You know, any, any skill, whether it's tennis or making pastry or acting on screen, you know, generally the first go it feels rubbish, mm. and then and then you get better at it, and the minute you get a sense of what it could be you want to learn and you want to get you know you want your shoe pastry to puff as well as anybody else's profiterole but it's 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 that you 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 have a sense of what it might be yeah you know and then you get excited about the possibility of that and and um and, and and playing with it and 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 that's playing with the words. That's that's playing opposite other people. That's creating something between the two of you. It's. Um... Is it hard? I mean, I suppose the thing that from the outside, people always wonder about is the business about takes and the idea that, you know, you don't get. Um, whereas in theatre, you've got that kind of unbroken relationship that you can create between people. Is it harder to do it, in you know, in shorter? chunks if you like you 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 get you get better at it but I suppose that's less of that's not in your control really and I think really good directors edit as they film in their heads and so they know what they want of the scene they probably don't have the time or the need necessarily to tell you what it is sometimes they do um but they but they even though they have got maybe a two and a half page scene there's about maybe one and a bit of those pages that they really, really need to move the 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 scene forward. For right. example, not always. Sometimes they need every single bit of it, yeah. but they know that there's a there's an essence that needs to absolutely be plugged, and that will be done in one shot or two shots or three shots or whatever or one long shot or whatever it is, and that's what they need to get. And so, if you're if you're doing a lot of takes, it's because they haven't got it yet. Yeah. And if they've got it in one take, then or they need it in two or three setups, which is you know one angle, maybe two different angles, and it, there's lots of jargon which I still don't entirely right. understand, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so if, if it's a two shot, that's two people. If it's um, you know, if it's a close up on one person or whatever, and 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 so in they in their head they know that they want to go in for one line on this one bit yeah. and whatever so that's all that's all pre-designed and if you look at a director's notes on a television or a film set you know they've designed every single shot yeah. so the number of takes the number of goes how much detail is all dependent on you know what that what that scene is responsible yeah. for in the exposition of the entire episode and so that's out of our hands a bit, yeah. you know. Whereas on on in a theatre piece in a production, you're much more responsibility for driving that story right. forward, and the director will work with you in a rehearsal period. But after that, it's up to you yes. to then do that and then repeat it eight yeah, times so a week. Yeah, so you're in. Yeah, 
So in the way you're your own editor, aren't you on a stage that you're, yeah, exactly. you're drawing focus or, or 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 letting someone else take the yeah. take the focus. But or. it's interesting the way Succession is filmed is much more sort of judgery and is yeah. and, and as if well, the camera do, is a character in the room. Really. Yeah, and they do that's in series one. By the time you get to series four, you will discover that they 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 film really in these absolutely massive unbroken takes oh really and they 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 uh, they devised a system that they could have multiple cameras and because it's so much about well both the writing and the acting and about allowing the actors to find what they need within the scene they they are um yeah, they 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 just let them go, and it's yeah, a yeah. really 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 long takes. And there's one episode in series four where there's a scene that goes on. Well, it feels as if it goes on half an hour, and they did actually film it for half an hour, and they then went back and did takes and did things. But um, the they the thing they mainly used was the was the initial wide shot yeah, with hundreds of cameras but on. that's beautiful yeah. I mean that's what it used to be like I think in the old days I mean you talk to talking to older actors now and they get quite distressed about lots of different takes and lots of different angles and it used to be that Pete the director would set up the shot and let the actors let just it do go. it because yeah. there was a greater trust of the actors rather than doing lots of clever things with angles and whatever but mm -hmm. you could argue that one is more progressive and, yeah. and you can make really exciting television by understanding what can be achieved with all the different setups and angles and everything yeah. else. And if it's lit beautifully, uh, you know, you can do really, really exciting things. And it's the same with theatre, you know, we, you know, uh, soundscapes and um, lighting and interesting sets and all the rest of it and miking people that's where we're moving forward to yeah. and that people use that and then everybody gets very distressed and said you know in the old days we weren't mic'd in the old days they just let us do it and there's beauty in books yeah. you know and, yeah and yeah, it's it, true you know and i think great directors will make decisions about those sorts of design elements based on the nature of the piece the thing that always fascinates me well so the three things i always notice about film sets are one how long it takes to film a page. I'm yeah. always, I mean, even on things that they say they're on very tight shoots on, I'm always yeah. amazed by how long it takes to film a page and yeah. how many people, you know, you know, that whole village of people making that page yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, second thing, obviously, is catering, which is always excellent <laughs> especially when I was quite a poor starving journalist I used to love those mornings where yeah, I would sit yeah. on a film set for about you know six hours simply because I could eat my body weight <laughs> and that none of the actors were eating it was just me um, but the, the third thing and the, the most serious thing I think is that I think what fascinates me about acting never having acted is this this notion of interiority and you see it on stage and you do have the sense that, you know, there is something going on. Yeah. Even when characters aren't speaking. Yeah. You have, in a good performance, you have that sense all the time that something is going through their mind. Yeah. And um, on film you and television, yeah. at its best, yeah. 
you see it, you know, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. that. And I, as an actor, I mean, is that specific techniques or is it literally just sort of thinking? <laughs> I don't know, that sounds pathetic. I but don't know, it's, it, it's really... Because I mean, I think, you know, you are good at it. You're good at it on stage and, 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 and on, I feel that on film, you know, you, you are good at showing that. But I always wonder if it is, you know, how Sometimes it's, it's just pure fear. <laughs> What's the next line? Um, no, I think that... You know, so occasionally, uh, if you've had a, you know, you have the luxury of rehearsal on television, you know, all of that has been discussed thoroughly. So even if you haven't got the lines in that scene, the camera wants to find you because they know that there's something about your reaction to something right. that's just as important as the lines. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, that prep and sort of backstory, as it were, or, or whatever it is, subtext, or, is is true of every story and every for every medium, really. And and um, and I think also that, that that's the bit I love about being in a company, in terms and on stage or on screen or in anything that you find yourself doing something or reacting to somebody else or being more fidgety or more still or feeling warmth or, or coolness towards somebody else that you have no idea why you're doing it right but it's it's part of the the chemistry of that moment and i never try and get in the way of myself of it sometimes it really annoys directors it's like what are you doing like, oh i don't know i thought i was being terribly interesting sorry <laughs> <laughs> can you stop being so interesting and yeah. be still because i'm not interested in you in this moment and I, and i think that's what's really so lovely about it that whether it's on on screen or on stage that you react to each other and you react to the words and then you react to the way that an individual has said something that was perhaps unexpected. You know, when you when you talk to directors about it, they, they love it mm. for that. I mean, Mike Lee, for example, designs his entire set so that he can grab those first chemical moments. Right. He'll, he'll, you know, keep... I mean, I remember years ago when he was doing... Um, a friend of mine was in uh, Vera Drake, was it? Yeah. And that... that uh, there was a scene between um, uh, I can't remember which who the actor was, but the actress was Sinead Matthews, and she, I mean she's awesome, uh, and she had gone and had an abortion, but you didn't know who was the father or right. why she was getting right. rid of the child. And then as Vera Drake left, the guy that play, was playing the guy who was obviously the father of the child that she'd just aborted, um walk towards her at great pace right so as Imelda Staunton was walking away she didn't know yeah. that the guy was going to be oh, running right. up past her and she slammed the door in his face right right and she didn't know that she was going to do that yeah but it was just brilliant because you just knew as an audience he was the one right so whatever state that she was in having to get rid of the child and knowing that she couldn't afford to have the child and whatever. It was all in that millisecond moment yeah. that Mike Lee had pre-planned. Yeah. And I think that's what's so exciting that, I mean, the only thing with theatre is that you then have to, even if you discover that in rehearsals, you've got to incorporate into the, into the production it. and then yeah, repeat it eight, yeah, repeat eight times it, yeah. a week. Whereas on camera, yeah. it, it's caught and yeah, you don't have yeah. to repeat it and it's there, whatever yeah. it is. And that, you know, you... you occasionally over the years you you 
work with directors who just love that and they love it and they just just try it just try whatever okay now we're gonna we've done we've I've got what I want but now I'm gonna do another take and you just see what happens yeah so you just try something and then occasionally some weird magic happens where it's just somebody tried something else and that set off a a series of other mini effects in the performances of everybody else and they got it on camera yeah and that's what's so glorious and and you know, you, you watch all the old greats. Oh, I always go back in my head to the Philadelphia story. Oh, and, I love that. You know, because, again, a lot of brilliant actors who did yeah. a lot of things on stage. And you can see them playing with each other. Yes. And, that, and passing the baton back and forth. Great, yeah. great performances. Yeah, yeah. We're halfway through a speech, the baton is clearly passed to somebody else. And then they just let them have it. They just yeah. let them have the scene. And they... And, you know, that balancing act doesn't change whether you're on film or on stage. And, right. and, and, and you know, and sometimes the, the words in those moments are a gift because they'll set something off yeah. in the other person. You know, it's, yeah, I could go on about re- it for ages. That is I'm really interesting, but it's, it's also really interesting because the other thing, uh, as we talk, I think, is that, um, so so, you know, one of the great debates about acting uh, you know, since um, uh, Lee Krasner and the, the studio and all yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. Um, is the, is this idea about method acting versus um, learning your lines and and finding the moments? Yeah, and yeah. and again, what what to bring us back as we finish to where we started? Yes, the yes. thing about succession is that you have got these these two entirely different approaches. I mean, because Brian Cox really is a, you know, I just learn my lines and say them and Jeremy Strong is really quite deeply immersed yes, in it, very yes. much a method actor and and yet the end result is is actually because they're good actors in their different ways yes. is exactly the same that you do still feel the life of it and that it it's kind of got a vitality and a reality and um a, and a truth that it doesn't really matter how they've got to that point because it's still just happening on the screen in front of you yeah. or indeed on on the stage in front of you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting as well that you I think there there are sort of there are levels I don't know how the brain works but I, I it feels that there are different sort of layers of memory and that words affect you in different ways or they they mean different things or you play with the weight of different words and you know within the sort of syntax of of your your line and so how much prep you've done on those words affects how you say them right and you and you have a greater appreciation i think for what the writer is trying to achieve by giving the character those words mm. and i think the danger with television and particularly when you're doing an entire series and you've got to remember lots and lots of different lines not necessarily in chronological order in terms of the episode and you get a bit confused like hang on what who's died <laughs> why am i saying this what have i discovered at this point you know <laughs> have i got this piece of evidence who gave me the evidence the, the but the um and then sometimes when you like this job I've been doing where I, I don't have a lot of resp- responsibility, but I have got these really lovely lines, yeah. but just not very many of them. It, it makes you really, really appreciate 
what they mean and the effect that they're going to have and 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 you and you sit with them a bit longer because you have less of them so they go into a different part of the brain and you think god that's really interesting isn't it and it, you know i've only myself only just started writing very very recently and i'm very new to it but it just my god it makes you appreciate the sort of dexterity and brilliance uh, uh, and detail of what's handed to you to yeah. say to yeah. you know to say in front you know on that yeah. particular thing and I I know it's so obvious to say it but it is um I just I just love it it's yeah. just it, you know it's it's that thing of I have a set of words and you have a set of words and I'll say this and you and that will make you say those things and and I'm being really stupid, but it's 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 just the art of communication, yeah, yeah. and the, the endless realms of drama that we can create with From that, it. you know, just that 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 muddle. Yeah, and surprisingly difficult to do. I mean, I, I've been, uh, I have this also this week watched a couple of plays that are really talented and and promising, and you can see that you know something's there, but it's actually surprisingly hard, yeah, to get those, um, yeah, words, um working really yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's great so i think we should probably stop there i i think i'm going to go and fill my evenings by um watching succession from the start oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having now just taught myself doing we didn't really and then we'll do be Fa- watching it in parallel yeah we will actually if i go back to that and we didn't really do father brown but we can do that on another episode yeah. well that yeah the, uh, of, that's a whole other thing yeah of as the actress said to the critic uh, with me, Nancy Carroll, the actress. And with me, Sarah Crompton, the critic.